0: So let's take a moment to just pause for a second here. Just notice how you're feeling, how this past week has felt for you. Have you felt less energy or more energy? Do you feel more tired or more awake and alert? Do you feel more direction and like purposeful and like you know where you're going? Or have you felt a little more aimless and not as sure and seeking direction? With all of the astrological influences right now, so far this month has not been the strongest, most vitality-inducing and energizing and focused month uh, so far. But that starts to change this week, especially towards the end of this week. And I'm gonna share all about the transits today on the Quiet Mind Astrology podcast, the weekly horoscope for November 9th, 2020, all the way till next Monday. And if you want the notes for this, and to learn about a special class that's coming up, you can get registered early. Go to quietmindastrology.com, sign up for my free guide to the planets, and you'll be added to the Quiet Mind community, where we send out weekly emails with the notes for these episodes, plus my other podcasts with yoga practices you can do, and ways you can learn and deepen your yoga practice and deepen your astrology studies. I'll have some really fun and exciting uh, news coming up soon about my astrology offerings. But for now, today we're going to talk about the weekly horoscope. So regardless of your opinions politically, globally, whatever's happened for you and your beliefs and your ideals, this past couple days has been a time to focus on laying low and avoiding really uh, conflict-driven engagements and uh, battling other people with saturn and moon aspecting each other but now we start to move on from that and this week our biggest thing happening is mars going direct on friday the 13th so uh, not the most auspicious day necessarily uh, but there's a new moon the next day as well on saturday the thir- the 14th and we have venus moving nakshatras those are the big three energies this week And then the sun moves into Scorpio next Monday, which I'll touch on a little bit here, but we'll go into more depth next week. And you can always go back to the monthly horoscope for this month and get a big overview of this month. You can always go back to the yearly horoscope and get an overview for the year. Uh, But the big thing this week is Mars going direct. So if you've been feeling sort of depleted, not as vital and energized as normal, that's okay. I mean, sun has been in Libra and debilitated as well. So that takes away some vitality and energy. Mars being retrograde in Pisces takes away some vitality and energy. But as I've talked about, this has been a great time for reviewing what actions have you done when you're at your best. So if you had a morning routine that made you feel really recharged and energized. Uh, but it's not the best time for doing vigorous, intense workouts right now, this first couple of weeks of the month. So if you're normally doing like Ashtanga yoga or hit workouts or really intense stuff, maybe you felt like a little burned out on it, a little depleted, and you need a little more rest and recovery. That's just as important as the actual training. So I encourage you, if you haven't taken that time yet, do that this week before Friday. Get massage, acupuncture, take a nap, take a bath, do something for self-care, do something that helps you feel like you're resting and recharging and recovering. And then the Mars energy kicks in to direct, and it does well in Pisces. Pisces is two fish going in opposite directions, and Libra is the scales where the sun has been. So these energies can make us feel sort of indecisive, not clear, trying to think about what everyone else needs, finding our place and balancing everything out uh everything's kind of 50 50 up in the air maybe you felt that recently and then politically of course that happens because the elections are always on the sun and libra time so there's always this sort of 50 50 thing around the, the politics where it's pretty uncommon that somebody really dominates uh it's usually pretty close and even people who don't vote so not everybody votes of course so there's always that sort of half of the country wanted this person, half of the country wanted that person. So that energy is happening now. And uh, we have the Mercury went direct during the election, which hasn't happened since the 2000 election, where that, of course, dragged on for over a month, 37 days. It went on till it was finally decided. And it's likely that we could see that here as well and I actually looked at. Uh, possible date uh, based on what happened in 2000. And we'll see, you know, anything can happen, but uh, it looks like it could be settled by December 4th or 5th, because that's when uh, Moon is in cancer again, which is where it was when uh, the election was decided in 2000. So we'll see. Uh, That's a potential, but could play out longer, could be quicker. But just to know that it is part of what happened. So Mercury ending its retrograde so basically mercury was retrograde during the entire ballot casting period in 2000 and this year so whenever you make major decisions sign contracts during mercury retrograde it's not done you have to go back you have to review it it's going to be recounts in the elections, and any contracts you sign big commitments things that do with communication technology Right? there's something unfinished about that and you have to go back and resolve it or there's delays or setbacks but in this case we see that playing out with the election but on a personal level where there're miscommunications where there're misunderstandings there are things that you needed to go back and review and reflect on and particularly in the uh, sign of libra in relationships so if you want to go into more depth in your chart look where this number 7 is in your chart and you'll see that house is activated for you to complete this work because mercury is going direct now and it's going to move out of libra soon moves pretty quickly so what lessons have you learned with relationships contracts commitments partnerships business uh, commitments and partnerships and relational partnerships and now you've got time to kind of move forward from that right so we're done moving backward and you know typically we want to live forward and move forward in our lives but there's always these times of retrograde that happen with uh all of the planets except rahu ketu sun and moon where they go back and there's time for us to review things and uh fun little thing i always think of this uh i was in an astrology class years ago and one of my uh with one of the students asked the teacher you know does the moon ever go retrograde in a chart and he said if your moon's retrograde you got a problem so <laughs> Uh, of course, if the moon was going backwards in the sky, uh, it's like we're going into a different dimension now. So I, I always have that in my head when I think about the uh, moon and sun not being retrograde. But now so Mercury's gone retrograde, Mars has gone retrograde, but now everything is going direct except Neptune and Uranus, which we don't really count too much in Vedic astrology. Uh, again, I'll I'll talk about those in another episode in the future, but Uh, Just know that all the main planets, all the main actors in your life are moving forward now uh, and after the 13th. So there's this forward momentum of like, okay, 2020 has not been the most constructive year for a lot of people. It's been a lot of challenges, a lot of that Saturn and Capricorn energy. And then Pluto and Jupiter are going forward towards Saturn again, where they were at the beginning of the year so we're seeing again these lockdowns and these restrictions from the government these restrictions government these are saturnine things and capricorn things so it's not over this is continuing saturn stays in capricorn until april 2022 april 2022 yes so you can go back to my episode on the pandemic uh, where i talked about you know there might be a shift when rahu and k2 move but it's likely you know if this continues with the restrictions it's going to likely play out through this whole transit and that seems to be what we're going to see here and then of course saturn moves into aquarius after that which is still ruled by saturn so also the Saturnine energy but more to do with social reform social change what's best for the environment, the world, humanity in general, and scientific developments, which we'll get into in future episodes, but that's not until 2022, but then that's a two and a half year period, right? So we could see this go a whole another four and a half years of feeling this Saturnine heaviness and restriction. But I think it's more so going to be from what I've seen in my research, and I could be wrong, Uh, more so through this period with pluto and saturn being together in capricorn until 2022 because pluto is going to stay there for a while a long while because pluto is very slow moving but again like i've said we haven't seen that since 1776 or the american revolution around that time since saturn was with pluto in capricorn because that's how long it takes for pluto to do a full transit around a chart so all the way back in the american revolution and the Declaration of Independence. So we're likely to see major, massive government reform and change and political reform. And there's already been some of the things I've talked about coming true and uh, and changes in new departments of the um, uh, government uh, protection and uh, homeland security stuff and space travel. And, and we'll all get into that in another episode as well. Uh, but we are seeing this change and reform and revolution in government to a degree so jupiter is going to move into capricorn next week so that's where jupiter is debilitated so that happened earlier this year it's coming back but now it's going to move forward and not go back again for a long time so we have uh, this opportunity this week to connect to your teachers your spiritual path if you don't have an altar already or a meditation cushion or a place that you pray or some sort of spiritual essence or element in your home highly recommend you have that now before jupiter goes into capricorn next week so that you have this sort of sanctuary this place that you can come back to and gain perspective so we need the spiritual perspective and spiritual insight connection to something bigger than ourselves to make meaning of everything. So if we don't, it's all just meaningless and we can become very apathetic and kind of lose our faith and hope and optimism, which happens with Jupiter and Capricorn in general. So beware for that. And then you've got the holidays the following weekend. So if you had any remaining hope and optimism, you can go back to your family and let them trigger all of your childhood traumas and just go back into a hole so you got that to look forward to. Uh, but of course you, you you want instead of going into a hole, you have a spiritual sort of sanctuary that you can come back to. So if you don't have that already, highly recommend before next week you do that. I'll talk more about that next week. Uh, but for this week, not a whole lot of movement, but we do have that new moon on Saturday. So this is a time for new beginnings and with everything going direct, everything will be direct by that point now we think about well what do we want? What do we want to create the rest of this month, the rest of this year, and uh, what kind of intentions do we want to set? And then we've got the full moon coming up in two weeks after that on an eclipse, and I'll be having a really cool event coming around that time, which you'll hear about if you sign up for the newsletter at quietmindastrology.com. You'll be the first to know and first invited. I don't know uh, if it will fill up. We'll see. Uh, This is something new I'm offering, so... We'll see how it goes, and hopefully uh, everyone who wants to come will be able to join. But we also have, uh, so that new moon is in Vishaka Nakshatra, and that's in the sign of Libra, and this is the star of purpose. So we want to think about our long-term intentions, like I mentioned last week, with the sun in Vishaka as well. So the sun was just here last week on Friday, and this sort of movement-forward energy, this long-term intentions, ceremonies, and for all people who voted for Joe Biden in the U.S., it's a big time of celebration and new intentions. So there was a big burst of energy in that way. And uh, But now for everyone with this new moon, now you get this new vitality again uh, on the 14th, where if you've been wanting to get into a workout program, improve your health and fitness, it, really this could be any area of your life, but you want to look where Libra is in your birth chart, that number seven, Uh and see where this is playing out for you. So if it's in your first house, especially for you, this is gonna play out really strong in general where you wanna get clear on your purpose and direction. I I highly recommend you get an index card, write down what you want to create and how it feels when you actually have it. And you write it in the past tense or or present tense, not the future tense uh, of your intentions. I feel this way having this thing. uh, So if you didn't do that on Friday, this Saturday coming up, definitely recommend it. And I'll be offering a whole program to work with setting intentions for the new year. So that's a little hint of what it is coming up in a couple of weeks uh, around the eclipse. Uh, but you can do that now. Get an index card, write down your intentions, what you wanna create this coming month and maybe even for the next year ahead. Great time to do that with the Vishakha energy and uh, the new moon on the 14th. So yeah, Venus is in Chitra. It's still debilitated in Virgo. Uh, So this is a, Chitra is the star of opportunities, about seeing opportunities and seeing possibilities. So in relationships, look for possibilities. Don't look for problems, which Virgo can do, uh, but it can also look for opportunities and new ways of approaching things. So a quote I saw that's kind of followed me around over the years, maybe you've heard this one. Uh, Our goal is not to uh, see new horizons, but see with new eyes. So instead of looking out for, you know, what's the next new thing I can chase? Uh, what's the thing I already have that I can appreciate in a new way? And this is of course a great skill to have in all relationships. But if you're not in a current relationship, finding appreciation for yourself. And what can you love about yourself that you already have? Or if you are in a partnership, what can you love about your partner that you haven't acknowledged recently? Writing gratitude daily is something I I love to do and highly recommend. This gets you in that mindset of focusing on appreciation. And then you notice opportunities of like, oh, you know, we could we have this time on Fridays, we could go on a date, or I have this time where I can do this self-care practice for myself and love myself. And, you know, that's always the first relationship to the self. So this is a time of opportunity, but it is debilitated. So we don't want to go into the cold, analytical, criticizing, cynical side of this, which is possible. But remember, Virgo is a woman bringing healing Ayurvedic herbs. She's a medicine woman. So not a critical, judgmental, (laughs) bitter person uh so the healer needs to find the problem to heal right so oh you got back pain okay you can do this oh you've got this issue you can do this so you've got to find the problem but then you've got to also immediately provide a solution so you don't just find the problem and complain right that's not a very good doctor it's like oh you've got uh acne you know, you got this rash or you got a broken uh finger you know and just complain about it, it's like, okay, well, what do I do now? Okay, how do I work with this? So we want to make sure that we're also focusing on the solution as well. And this is the time of opportunities, but it's it could be a time of criticizing and going uh, sort of against ourselves and against each other, if not used wisely. So again, having your spiritual sanctuary you can come back to where you can get a spiritual perspective on all these things makes it a lot more doable to find the opportunities and things and see the gratitude and appreciate what you have and then what you have will appreciate. So I hope you appreciate this episode and this podcast. If you like it, please subscribe, share it with a friend, and uh, subscribe to the Quiet Mind Community Newsletter over at QuietMindAstrology.com and I'll send you the notes from today's episode as so you can get those dates written down on your calendar. And I'd let you know about the upcoming event that I will announce here on the podcast next week, but you can already sign up early if you join the Quiet Mind Community newsletter. And you can watch us on YouTube as well. Subscribe on YouTube. Check the links in the show notes for that. And please follow and like and subscribe there. All right, thank you for listening. Hope you have a great rest of your week and look forward to sharing more soon.